Gloria, thank you, thank you, thank you. May the Lord give you many more Sundays to play this wonderful sacred music. Well, we thank God for those who are with us today. Is this because it's, uh, what is it, Super Bowl day that uh, everybody's at home? Okay, maybe we should change the hour, go have lunch all together, and come back at 3 o'clock and have, me, have a, the, me, uh, the meeting between 3 and 5. Uh, this is a suggestion. Uh, well, uh, or, 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 have a, my message will be in two parts. The first three hours, one part. Another three hours, the second part. What do you think? Well, thank God for those who are here. And because the Lord, I'm sure, is preparing a message for us, period. He is going to talk to us. Let's open our Bibles and then we'll pray. Open our Bibles to read a few verses from the book of Hebrews, chapter 10, beginning verse 19, with verse 19. 19 through 25. Since, therefore, brethren, we have confidence to enter the holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way, which he inaugurated for us through the veil that is his flesh. And since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a sincere heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled clear from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how to stimulate one another to love and good deeds. Not forsaking our own assembling together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. Amen. Let's pray. Our Father, we are very thankful to be in your presence today. And give us ears. Give us open hearts. And help us to listen to what you have for us. And may your word be applied to our hearts and our lives during, especially during these last days. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
My message is simple today. And the title is, Why do I go to church? Why do I go to church? Today, people don't like go to church. In fact, the love toward God has grown toward the negative. And people don't love to come to church and honor God the way he was honored many years ago, the way we knew it. And it pains my heart to see the, the nation growing farther and farther from far and farther from the love of God. You know, we have significant privileges in coming to church. And if you ask someone, do you like going to church? What do you think the percentage today? It'll be very, very, very few have the love toward God to come to church. Though going to church <laughs> makes us grow near toward God. It helps us and encourages us. And if there were, if, but God forbid, an earthquake happens today, tonight the churches will be full, right? Sad. But we, and I hope we, everyone here, and those who are listening, on the web, we come to church, we come together to overcome doubts, to overcome fears, to build relationships, to be encouraged, especially we encourage each other and comfort each other in any way or form. And this is why. Today I chose to talk about the subject, why do I go to church? Thank God for those who are here and those who didn't make it today. We hope to see them next week. In the heart, first of all, I go to church to worship God. Do you agree with this one? Amen. That's number one. In the heart of each of us is a need of God, for God. In our souls is a capacity to worship God. Someone said, I can worship God in the outdoors, on the lake, or on the golf course. I was talking to someone some years ago, and he told me, you know, Adol, I can take my fishing pole 
and uh, my bread and cheese. And at 10 o'clock in the morning, I opened the bottle of wine and the cheese and the French bread, and I worship God while fishing. He told me that. I never forgot it. I can worship in the outdoors. I can worship on the lake. I can worship on the golf course. Where's Brad? <laughs> but he's here, thank God. But one of our president, President Theodore Roosevelt's answer to this is a classic answer. It seems he had a problem with some of his people that they never showed up for a meeting or so. He answered those who said of the above, but he said, you can, but you likely won't. You can, but you likely won't. You know, there has never been a time when people did not worship. People love to worship. Since the beginning of time, people have sought to have fellowship with the infinite, not knowing who they are worshiping. And some of them turn to worship the sun and stars, nature, mountains, but the true worship is worshiping the living God. When Paul was visiting, visiting uh, Mars Hill, and he went and stopped in uh, chapter 17 of the book of Acts, he stopped and gave that sermon that is in the Bible in, cha in, in uh, chapter 17 of the book of Acts. He stood in the midst of the Areopagus and said, Men of Athens, I observe that you are very religious in all respects. For while I was passing through and examining the objects of your worship, I also found an altar with the inscription to an unknown God. To an unknown God, what therefore you worship in ignorance, this I claim to you. And he started presenting to, the, to um, that true God, the Lord Jesus Christ. It's a beautiful message. You uh, read it at home. Uh, Acts chapter 17 and verse 22 till the end of the chapter. That shows that man like to worship. Like people, though they deny the power of God, they still love to go to worship. This is why I say we go to worship God. Today many confess that they attend the house of God exclusively for the music and singing 
never waiting for the word of God. When the music is over, you can see them taking the doors and leaving. They are not willing to wait to hear the word of God because the word of God soothes the hearts through the message declared from the pulpit. They want to be churchgoers. Allow me to say that. Only members. Someone said, so often the appeal that produces soul satisfaction and spiritual security is left out in the cold and the deeper senses are not moved. Someone called a preacher to say he wanted to join the church membership. Listen, please. But he went on to explain that he did not want to worship every week and study the Bible. He doesn't want to attend the prayer meeting, visit the sick, take responsibility in the church, or serve as a leader or teacher. I, I really respect the preacher, what he answered him. He commended him for his desire to be a church member, but told him the church he sought was located in another section of town. The man took the directions, hung up the phone, and went to that church, to that address. When he arrived at that address, the man came face to face with the logical result of his attitude. There stood an abandoned church building, boarded up and ready for demolition. I want to become a member, but I don't want to have anything to do with the church. We don't find any here, thank God. We have good people and willing to take charge and willing to serve the Lord. Nowadays, going to church has no more bearing, believe me, on the spiritual life that, like you attend a town meeting, that's when you go to some churches or going to a theater or any other activity that would cause any stirring of emotions, any conviction of the hearts. Friends, external religious observances may temporarily quiet the conscience, but they never fulfill the heart's hunger for God. I read a story about a woman who lived supporting her family by working in the office. She has been trying to join a fashionable church near her house because it's near. She doesn't have to 
drive. But the tragedies of that church, it was, it looked big, huge from the outside, but within, it was dying, a dying church. People came dressed and ready to sit on their chair, listen to the music, but to practice anything that pertains to God, non-existent. Some church members are not accessible. Some pastors you cannot get hold of. And she was trying to talk to the pastor. Every time she made an attempt, she was put aside. And lately, last time she was in touch with the preacher, he told her, why would you, why won't you do me a favor? and go look for another church. Heartbreaking. I was boiling. You know why? Because her dress was not up to the latest fashion to come to church. He put off this woman, the preacher, the pastor, Many times when she wanted to talk to him to really be used and become a working members, a member in the church. But he put her off. Finally, he told her, you just go home tonight and talk with God about it. Later, after you talk to God about it, you come back and talk to me and tell me what God said to you. Listen to this. The poor woman went on her way. Weeks passed into months and the preacher saw no more of this woman. Then one day, going to town and he saw her, and hello. Did you have your little talk with God, Mrs. Washington? He still remembered. He asked. Oh my, she said. Yes, she said. I talk with God as you said. Ah, and what answer did he give you? Well, preacher, she said, looking at him, God said for me, he, he told me, not to get discouraged, but to keep trying. He said, God told her, he said that he himself had been trying to get into your church for 20 years with no more success than I have had. <laughs> you know one thing, when I read this story, I, I, I got heartbroken. I said, where is this woman? Bring her here. God is looking for people like her 
to worship him in spirit and truth. Doesn't depend, doesn't matter whether you're dressed to the latest fashion. We come, we're dressed, we're clean. Whether it's the latest fashion or not, I do not know. I don't know very much fashion. Even when I want to dress, I have to ask for my wife to help me. I will otherwise it'll be green and blue and, uh, you know, I leave that to her. I don't buy my own suits even. As long as you, to, to me, as you look clean, as you look decent, you're presentable, you love God, give me people like those. God has no preference in that church. He does not look on the outside. He looks at the inside, at your heart. Are you here to worship God? Are you here? Look nice, it's very nice. Look clean, it's very clean. But we do not judge people from their outside. The Lord looks at the inside. It's a crime, in my opinion, to look at certain class of people. It's a crime. And God has no preference. I put them there before I... No classes. No color or creed. No preferred race or age. There is no discrimination. No nationalities in the church of God. And no favoritism. We are all one. Sinners saved by grace. We come for one simple reason. To worship God. Our Lord in his encounter with the, with the Samaritan woman. You, most of you know the story. And he had a short discourse with her. And he said to her at the end of their meeting, short meeting, an hour is coming and now is when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and truth. Do you worship him in, his, in, you, in the spirit and the truth? For such people, he said, the Father is seeking his worshipers. Why do we go to church or come to church? We come to church to worship the living God. The second word is to be, to be a part of God's Oldest company. You know when the Lord brought the disciples together, lived with them about three years, trained them well, and on that day, he left them. He said, I want you to go to the world, preach, teach, and baptize. And that company, 
from 12, 11 at that moment, grew up. Churches were established. The word of God filled the world. Some fishermen and some tax collectors took the word of God and changed the whole world. In fact, they turned the world upside down. A new company was born. And that company was born about, what, 2,100 years ago. And it's still going strong today. Regardless, regardless of what happened, regardless how many people still die for the gospel, regardless where people put in prison many pastors and many workers, the word of God is greater than the prisons or bullets or anything else. The word of God is still going on a daily basis. Now this company, out of 11, 12 people, it's now millions and millions, let alone the millions that are in heaven. And this is, you come to church to be a part of that great company, the oldest company in the world, the company that won and still winning souls for the Lord Jesus Christ. And many servants there, not pure members, they are many servants. Are you a servant in this company? No one is hired. No one is employed. No one was. And hopefully will continue. It's, it's from the heart. There are so many servants in this company from the heart. And you ask some, how old have been how many years have been, you have been in this company? And some say five years, 10 years, 15 years, 50 years serving the Lord. And we are more than honored to be part of this great company. By the way, in my opinion, in our church opinion here, okay, we... Uh, do not retire from serving the Lord. We will continue serving him. New, new ones come in. And old, old ones go. But the Lord in his church, he has no retirees. No. There are retirees from their work outside the church. But in the church... There are workers to bring glory to the name of God. So, children of God, you are part of a great multitude of people. You are members of the old company, the company that will never close its doors.
it's never ready for demolition. The company that is, the Bible said about it, and the gates of hell, what? Shall not prevail against it. You should be proud to be part of this company. You should be proud to preach the gospel of this company. You should be proud to minister to people and be proud to be part of this company. My last, my last point. I come to church, first we said, I come to church, repeat with me, to worship God. I come to church to, uh, to become a member of this great church. And I go to church or come to church to be a blessing. How about that? To be a blessing. I want to be a blessing. And my desire, this is personally, and hope, I stand before you with all honesty. I want to be a blessing to each one of you. If I preach it, I have to live it. It is my honor to be a part of the Church of God universally, this great company of believers. And I am honored to be a member of this church that has been planted in this sweet valley. Since I got saved, I want to tell you this, if you don't know, I became a member of God's family, and it's been a blessing to my life, to my family, for over 50 years. And let me ask you a question. You say, I want to be a blessing. Fine. Are you a member of the Church of Christ? Are you? Have you had an experience with the Lord that has caused you a transformation, transformation that made uh, an impact in your life? And are you since then, are you an active member or, I hate to say, just a churchgoer? Yeah, I go to church. The Lord is coming soon. We cannot sit. We cannot be lazy. Allow me to say that. It is the time that devil is working against the church. It is the time to take up the responsibility in the church and say, I want to work for Christ. I want to be a blessing. You come to church. Good. I love seeing you. But it's not enough to attend the service and goodbye. No. See how you can serve the Lord. 
see how you can be a blessing to each and everyone and a blessing outside. And if you have a responsibility, do it. And do it from the heart. Do it from the heart. And then I want to tell you something. There is no church that is perfect. As long as you have human being members there, it will never be perfect. Never. But we don't look at people. We look at Jesus Christ. We look to receive from him. Give me, Lord, give me your orders. What do you want me to do in your church? I want to be a blessing and take that little responsibility that is given to you. It doesn't matter what it is. Help me. When people meet me, when they see me working in your church, they will say, may God bless them. Regardless, regardless of your origin, where you come from, what are you during when you are a businessman or a businesswoman, it does not matter. When the Lord gives you a responsibility, take it and run with it. And guess what? You will be a blessing. From the heart. As I said, we are not perfect. And we are pretending, we're not pretending to be a perfect church. As long as I am a member in it, it's not perfect. I want. The Lord wants you a living stone in his church. The Lord wants you to come and worship, to be a living member, and most of all, a blessing. One, two, three points. I'm done. I assure you by the authority of the word of God that the safest place for you to be serving is in your church. Because you know what? It's the family of God. And God looks after his own family. Come and serve the Lord. Come and worship the Lord. Come and be a member with the millions around the world. And let me tell you one thing, when you put your heart in it, it'll be, never be the same again. God bless you. God bless his word. And God help us to be living according to his own heart. Let's pray. Our Father, we are thankful you gave us some instructions help us to follow and take our hearts, our minds, our lives and mold it according to your will, Lord. After all, this is your family and mold it the way you want it to be. Help each and every one of us. We pray for those who couldn't make it. You'll be with them and bring them back to us safely. We pray that you will 
dismiss us in Jesus' name.